it's just Jersey, man. We're a different breed. Who doesn't want to win in Jersey? And the Scarlet Knights did not have a national champion before tonight, and it's RU times two. What's going on, everybody? Great down at the barn, episode 12. We're here. I'm John Forster. Usually I'm here with the greatest mind in wrestling, Eric Lenuck. Had a business trip, but what do I do? I go to the bench, I bring in one of the top wrestlers uh, coming out of Rutgers in the last couple of years. I got two-time national qualifier. I got top 10 ranked. I got team captain. I got the 2010 Crossroads, Crossroads Middle School badminton champion. Jordan, uh, Jordan yep. how you making out, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here. Happy to fill in for uh, Eric. Uh, I'm excited. Nice, man. We love watching you at the rack, man. So it's we're glad to have you on the show. So uh, one thing we're, we're, we're going to start doing here, this is episode 12. Um, I know Flow Wrestling, they got their thing going. They talk about the wrestlers from the zip codes here in Jersey. Yeah. We don't do that. You know, we, we talk about exits. So exit 12 on the turnpike. We know what that is. The one, two is a uh, rollway. What, what good wrestlers, you know, from rollway? Uh, I mean, I, I really think I only know one, but it, it's a big one. And that's got to be uh, Darian Caldwell. Yeah, Darren Coldwell is a real deal, man. He national champ, uh, Bellator champ, you know, yep. does it good at gymnastics too, does the backflips. We love them. There's some before your time, Jordan. You know, that's why, you know, you got me here back in the 90s. We they they had a stack team back then. You know, we do got the greatest mind in wrestling, Eric Winux from uh from Rollway as well. We had uh, Rutgers team captain uh, back in the 90s, Tom Wysocki from Rollway. You also had a, a big boy, um, actually two big boys, the Grays. You got Antonio Gray, uh, ended up playing in the NFL, uh, was an All-American, you know, wrestled and played football, was at, was at uh, uh, Boston U, took fourth in the NCAA, ended up playing for the the Browns and the Chargers. So you got a lot of good names from, from uh, Rollway back, back in the day. They might have some new guys coming up. We'll see what happens. Hopefully. Rich history there. Nice. Nice. So, so what have you been up to since college? What have you been doing? Uh, man, since I've been done, uh, I uh, finishing up school right now. I got about three weeks left of my master's. I know I've been in, I should be getting my PhD at this point. I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, but finished my master's in three weeks. Very excited about that. And then just working with the wrestling team. Uh, you know, uh, resident athlete for the SKWC uh, as of October. So, nice. uh, but I was working with them a little bit before that, but now it's pretty official. And working with the big guys uh, in there a couple of days a week when I'm not in class, rolling around, helping out in the office, whatever I can do. And then because I'm not an official staff member or anything like that, I go to all these opens now and I'm coaching all the red shirts and, and the backups and, you know, guys who are trying to get into the lineup and trying to prove themselves by, you know, winning some opens. So that's been really fun. That's kind of been my first coaching experience and I like it. I understand why uh, Goody gets so invested in it and, you know, emotional and anxious because uh, I want these guys to win more than, more than they do. I think sometimes or, or, at least I'm, I feel helpless coaching them sometimes. Like I just want to go out there and do it for them because 
man, I want to see them win. I, I know how hard they work. So yeah, that, it's cool. definitely tougher than wrestling. Cause you just want to go out and do it. And it seems so easy when you're, when you're on the sidelines. Um, so, so let's break it down. You know, I know your, your senior year, um, you know, you were looking sharp, you know, that last match, I remember, uh, watching Ethan Liard, uh, from Ryder, you took him out. He was ranked number seven, a lot of momentum into going into the NCAA tournament. And then a lot of guys in your situation, you know, COVID hit, took your senior year out. What, what were your thoughts on that? What was going through your head at that time? Uh, that was tough, man. That that's still a tough pill to swallow. If I'm being uh, completely honest, uh, it is what it is, you know, uh, at this point it, it's, it's over, it's done, but you know, those first, uh, first couple of days, you know, obviously it's right, right when the pandemic hit. So you can't leave your house. There's nothing really going on. Not a lot of people know this, but I broke my hand before the big tens. That's why I didn't compete there. So I was, I was geared up to ready to go at nationals. We had it all figured out what, what the plan was. Uh, it was feeling okay, but something I had to do. And now I'm sitting at home with a broken hand, feeling sorry for myself and just uh, wishing that I, that I could have had that opportunity, you know, or wish they would have gave the year back, but it was hard. Uh, and it ended up getting a little bit easier. And now, you know, being involved still uh, helps and still kind of competing on my, my own helps and, and coaching. So it's gotten better, but that sucked. It really did. Yeah, it was rough. We really thought you had a great shot to get that All-American status. And, you know, I mean, being All-American is cute and all, but I think where you really got uh, messed up was you could have definitely got some of these NIL deals, man. I think you would have crushed it, been uh, getting the, getting that money out there. You know, what NIL deals do you think you would have scored back, back at two years ago? Manscaped. Manscaped would have been, you know, I would have been pushing for it. I, I shaved. I go full body shave, go hairless, naked mole rat. We got a couple guys on the team now doing it, but I would have pushed for Manscaped. That would have been awesome. I think that could have been funny. Um, nice, nice. That's a good and, one. Yeah, that, that probably would have been the one on top of my list. I think it's funny. I think it fits my personality. Uh, and it's something I don't think a lot of people know, but maybe, maybe they did, but it would have been cool. Nice. That's awesome. I got a couple for you. One, you know, I'm going to tell you, I got two, I think would have been perfect for you. One, I'm going to tell you, I think um, goes with the wrestling on the mat and off the mat. I know you were tough on top. You had that claw ride going. And then I see you on the gram pounding the white claws. You know, I think uh, white claw would have been a, would have been a good one for you. Yeah. You know? I also think, and this is this is the mistakes they make, you know. I think they try to tailor to the to the college kids and get something cool out there. But you know what? The college kids are broke, you know. The the old guys like me, you know, we buy the POS t-shirts, you know, yeah. I want the coffee, you know. We 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 don't I don't do too much except watch wrestling and hang out with my kids. So we got the money. But I think what you should have went with was uh Jordash jeans and you should have went Jordy's Jordash jorts you wore them out to warm up them you know yeah. i think honestly i think all, all the 40 year old dads like me we were <laughs> rocking them with our white new balances on the grill i you know i think that and they, they sell white out. claws at uh they say they sell white claws at a uh, jersey mike's arena now 
So uh, yeah. that would have been perfect. The jorts and the white claws, man, that uh, could have been something. That could have been something, but been you something. know, they were, they were holding you guys back, you know? So speaking of Jersey Mike's arena, I know there was a little bit, I saw, I saw a post on Twitter, you know, renaming the, the arena. I think that's real cool. Some people were saying, Hey, should be Goodale arena should be Ashnault's arena. Those are, those are guys that, that, mm-hmm. that built the program up. I think you had a different, different take on that. Nah, it, you know, like I said the other day, some people will still call it the rack. Some people will, will now call it the Jersey Mike's arena, but it was always and will always be the house Parati built. And I'll, and I'll take that to my grave. So so I like that one, you know, someone who was a wrestling fan looking for that person. It was a long drought there to get that all American. And I'll tell you what else was good that sophomore year when he, when he placed, you know, it was, um, he came in about a 500 record. No yeah. one was really expecting anything. And that was the, the first year they really got ESPN. They got the production down where you could put four screens up on your computer. It was before smart TVs. You see, if you see my, if you see my setup now, my wife thinks I'm nuts. I get all the TVs up, but you were able to get the the uh, different mats on, and you knew who was coming up. So I remember watching his every match in that wrestle background, and you didn't think he was going to place. He gets the number eight seed, ten second pin, uh, Pena. Pins him in 10 seconds. You're like, this is great. The next match, he gets the pin. Um, and then he then he wrestles, um, you know, in the blood round, he gets uh, Nestor Topher. And you think, oh, this is when the luck runs out, right? Six seed, dropping down. This is when the luck runs out. He dominates, gets a 10 to 2 win. I was going nuts, you know. That was, that was an awesome, awesome day for me, just in my living room. I was a senior in high school when that happened and I was so happy for, for Rutgers and just for, for P-Rod. And then, you know, my first year at Rutgers, uh, that, you know, he kind of, kind of took me under his wing a little bit. And I, you know, we used to play around. I used to call him like, that's my boss. Like mm-hmm. if Goody or one of the coaches wanted something for me, I had to go through, you know, my boss before I could do it for them. And it was a, it was a playful thing we had. And man, I just respected him so much because he wasn't super talented uh, and I've been around a lot of talented guys and there are a lot of talented guys in, in this sport, but he was just one of the dudes who, who was so, so tough. Like didn't matter who you were, like he was going to go out and just, you know, try to take your head off. And he just was so gritty and, and so tough and so mean. And he just, you know, he thought he walked the walk and, and he did. And it was cool. And it was always cool to be around uh, guys like that. Cause that's kind of how I thought of myself as a wrestler, not maybe the best, but, I, I wanted to be tough, like, like, like Parati. Yeah, that's good. So I'm going to even go back further. I know House Parati built for me. I'm calling it Tommy T Arena. Someone had to get in the door. You know, those guys, those guys brought it up. And you talk about somebody yeah. that, you know, wasn't, wasn't that big of a recruit, never was a state champ. Um, that was the first year we wrestled. Uh, I, after I was on the team, they wrestled at the rack. It was 2002. Tommy Tannis comes in. Um, right after he tore his ACL during the year, came back from that. He said, F excuses, excuses are for wusses. Went out to nationals, took out Damian Hahn. People don't know how good Damian Hahn is. Damian Hahn's probably, you know, uh, 
didn't get four-time state champ. He ran into um, future All-American Sean Scannell's freshman year at 171 in the, the finals at high school, but might have been the best wrestler in high school to come out of uh, come out of New Jersey. Even now, we got a couple four-timers coming yeah. out. But, you know, he took out Damian Hahn, ended up fourth in the NCAA. I'm going Tommy T. Arena is what I'm going for the Rats. That's, that's not a bad pick. I, I accept that. You know, he's – He's one of the founding fathers, really, and one of the guys who built it. Definitely, definitely. Got it. So, that one. so the big question I know everyone wants to know, you know, every, everyone's talking about this. Bergen County uh, teammate of Nick Suriano's, Rutgers teammate of Nick Suriano's. Where's, where, where's, where's Nikki Sixpack going next year <laughs> or this year, next semester? Uh, man, I, I wish I had insight. I wish I, wish I knew, but I, I don't think – I don't think anyone knows, maybe except for the school that he's actually going to. I probably know just as much uh, as everyone else. You know, I see the stuff on, you know, Rockfin and Flow and, you know, the social media stuff. Uh, If I had to guess, I think it looks like Iowa State right now, but I really have uh, no idea. I would have thought Arizona State uh, coming into this season just because spent most of his time training there. He hasn't really been at Rutgers since fall. 2020 since fall last year was the last time he's been around uh but i wish him the best man i i hope wherever he goes he gets it done yeah me too i you know i think i see this where people oh someone leaves a team or someone leaves a job and they're like oh he's leaving us do what's best for you we don't care he gave us a national title he gave us two national finalists what else could Rutgers people want he likes all the schools with state that's what i see ohio state (laughs) penn state you know all the schools maybe we change it to Rutgers state we could get a shot of getting them back maybe but but good luck to him it would be cool i do think i would like to see him versus spencer lee in the finals that would be a awesome match you know i would i would love to love to check that out you know yeah you and me both rematch with rematch with a rematch with uh fix that could be cool Mm -hmm. too i mean that those two weight classes, they got so many studs. It's, it's exactly. not going to be a walk in the park for anyone. Yep, exactly, exactly. So let's go to the duels this weekend. You know, I talked about how I love watching karate, dude. The one thing I'm pissed off at, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Jordan, I'm driving down after this. I'm in New Jersey. I'm going to North Carolina because I want my $5.95 back. <laughs> you know, that was bullshit. Listen, you could get a 15-year-old and hand him an iPhone and have a much better production than what they have these days. It's so easy. Uh, I'll tell you what your your colleges get on your game. If you're having trouble, get breakdown from the barn down there. We'll put it on. We'll, we'll film it. We'll give the commentary dial us up, but they have this way up in the stands showing both match. You can barely see it. Uh, No, 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 no commentators. Listen, if you're showing matches with no commentators now, you should be ashamed of yourself these days. Get someone in there, call the matches, uh, get it done. What, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, when we uh, – I was actually running a workout for the, the guys going to the uh, Bearcat Open in Binghamton. Uh, but we were to put it on in one of the TV screens in our wrestling room. And when we got on, we're like, this can't be right. And we're, like, trying to click on, like, the Rutgers one. And we're like, there's nothing for just, like, a single-view match. And then yeah. we're like, we're not even announcing anything. We don't know who's wrestling because we we came on. I think uh, we missed we missed one twenty five. We came on right uh, one thirty three, and we we didn't even know who was going. Then we finally figured it out because of Twitter and stuff. But man, that was uh, that was bad. That that was like a middle school thing. 
Uh, you got to be better, David. You got to be better. You know, middle school could at least set the thing up. Like I said, you get a a 12-year-old in middle school, they'd be doing a better job. So, but let's get on to the matches. Rutgers 3-0 to the day, took out Davidson, took out uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, and took out Clarion. Uh, Let's go through these weight classes. We got, you know, 25-33-41 dominant performances by uh, Shaver, um, Sammy, and Seabass got it done. What were your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, I think this is the first time in, in, a, in a while where we've had, you know, three out of the gate who, who are really, really tough, can probably compete with anyone in the country. I know I know uh, Dishaw, he's a little bit young, but he's got big wins, right? He beats Patrick McKee at Big Tens last year, not really wrestling. And then the summer he beats uh, Michael Kolioko, who's a stud at UPenn. Yeah. Uh, so he's got he's got what it takes and he's shown it already. You know, he, he's beaten some pretty good guys. Uh, I like him a lot. He works really hard. Obviously, we know Sammy's really good, right? He's he's squirrely. He, he does exciting stuff. Might give a takedown here or there just because of his style. But he's right back up and he's right back, you know, trying to pick and, you know, get his hands and feet moving. I, I love Sammy. He, he's fun to watch, man. He excites me. And then, you know, Seb is just a dog. He's just, you know, he's the hardest worker in the room. Yeah. The hardest worker I've ever actually been around in terms of, uh, the, you know, watching him practice and stuff. And he does everything right. And he's a stud. He, he's yeah. so, so dang tough. He's like Frankie Edgar 2.0, you know. That's exactly. That's what he kind of brought it down. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. And, you know, I think – uh, I don't think anyone that the new wrestling uh, was worried about Sammy Alvarez after getting that headlock, you know, you know, that stuff happened, happened, to, happened to everybody. And uh, you know, he, he's shown, um, shown this weekend and he bounced right back. So I thought yeah. that was a, that was a good thing. So 149, Mike Van Brill, I was critical uh, of Mike Van Brill last week. Cause I didn't think he saw, he did his full potential. I think Mike Van Brill established He's a guy that's going to win one or two matches at the NCAAs. I look at this 149 pound, um, you know, rankings. I'm like, he could get in that top four if he has a day like he's capable of. So last week I thought he, um, you know, had, had that win in regulation, did something, uh, something dumb, got it done in overtime, came out this week. He was on fire, man. He dominated. He, he took out uh, number 23, Brett, uh, Brett Moore, seven to one. I think the other two might've been majors or close to majors really looked sharp. What were your thoughts on Mike Van Brill this weekend? I think it's starting to click for Mikey a little bit. Um, you know, last year he had an incredible run, right? At the big tens took, mm-hmm. took third place at, you know, what a lot of people, you know, I, like Donnie Pritzoff, he says the Big Ten tournament is tougher than the national tournament. A lot of people think that. It's a tough place. Yep. Tough place to win. And mm-hmm. Mikey was able to take third there. Didn't perform in nationals like, like he would have hoped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming into this season, he, he, he had a little ankle injury, missed a little bit of the preseason, so didn't get, like, the full effect of preseason. And then uh, he lost his wrestle-off, or, you know, not a wrestle-off. I shouldn't call it that. He lost an indicator match. Um and that kind of reset him a little bit like, whoa, like, you know, maybe I'm not riding this high off Big Tens anymore. I got to go to work. Guys are catching up. And yeah, like that first week at the Binghamton match, uh, Binghamton quad, he didn't look too great, did enough to win. Uh, and then this weekend, he, he looked awesome. Or last weekend, sorry. He looked awesome. And uh, I think he's finding his stuff again, getting back to what he's good at. He's always going to be someone who wins close matches just because of his style, doesn't do too much. 
He's really good at what he's good at. And when he gets to it, he scores every time. Yep, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, see see him uh, through the season. Another person I'm very excited to get a full season out of is Rob Kennard. Um, that was tough last year. I uh, had the COVID test, didn't get get a chance at the end of the year. Uh, went two and one on the day. Now he's five and one on the year. I think you know the Clarion match. I think we uh, was a match that he could have won. But what do you think about Rob Kennard uh, throughout the season? Yeah, I, I think Robbie, uh, he's another guy who, who I'm excited about because he's going to get better each week and every match. And you can kind of tell uh, when guys are going to start to develop. And he's kind of a guy who's been pretty, pretty stagnant so far, I'd say. But he works really hard in the room. And there's so much room for growth there. He does a lot of, uh, I don't want to say basic is the wrong wor- word, but he does a lot of, uh, you know, typical wrestling things. And sometimes he finds himself in positions he's not super comfortable in. But as, you know, the season goes on and he gets more matches, uh, it's going to start to click for him. And, you know, five and one the first two weeks, that's that's great for a kid who's really in his first real season. Yeah. And I'm excited for him. He, he looks good so far. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then uh, we'll go to 165. I think um, Andy Clark, um, rough day, rough day for him. Uh, lost three matches. I thought he looked good in the, the opening match, uh, showing some potential uh, the week before. Um, you know, what do you say to someone like Andy Clark? He has that potential in there as a freshman, probably up a up a weight or two than where he would have been if um, – if it wasn't for the lineup, um, you're somebody who you came out your freshman year, didn't, didn't light it up. I think you were below, you were below 500, I think eight and nine. Uh, what do you say to someone like Andy Clark who has that potential, but hitting some bumps here? Just uh, one, you got to have short term memory loss. Uh, this sport is a marathon, not a sprint. You see, we, you know, we bring up Parati, a guy who was like 500 going into nationals, I think, or close to that. Mm-hmm. finishes an all-american yeah. you know you just got to stay the course and don't don't change anything you know i you know i see andy in the room all the time he's uh one of the hardest workers uh and he he st- wrestles so well in the room and right now it's just a little bit of nerves um and he's just got to believe in his preparation uh, and that's a big thing he he's he's so good he's really really good he's really really tough he works really really hard but right now it's just that lack of uh, lack of confidence, lack of belief, and he'll find his stride. I mean, the kid knows how to wrestle. You know, he's a New Jersey State champ. He, he wrestles with, you know, all Americans every day in the room. And he's he's just one of these days he's going to sniff one out and he's going to start to gain, gain that confidence. But it's a marathon. Like you said, man, I, I wasn't didn't do too well my freshman year. Back up the next year, lost my wrestle off the my my red shirt sophomore year. And then just kept, you know, you know, cutting away at it and finally figured it out and, you know, earned the spot and, you know, qualified for nationals. So it's a, I tell him, man, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, and you're going to be good, but you just got to stay, stay the course. you like, don't give up on yourself just yet. Cause he is good. I, I promise you, he is good. He is talented and, and he's going to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we saw a glimpse of that hammer on top. I know he's definitely trained. He can't beat that um, down here in South Jersey. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him progress. Like you said, hopefully that short-term memory, don't get too down on yourself. Just keep, keep getting better. Um, 
next 174, Jackson Turley came out there. Obviously, something wasn't right with him um, injury-wise. Um, that wasn't the Jackson Turley that we saw last year at the backside of Nationals, Tech Full and nationally ranked guys. Um, uh, you know, Connor O'Neill came in, went one-on-one. -one. I think he's having uh, some success. Um, for me, I think Jackson Turley, you gotta, gotta rest him up, get, get healthy, you know, number one, don't rush him in there. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts at, at the 174 pound weight class? Yeah, I think Jackson's a little banged up right now. Um, and I think he's kind of in that weird spot of, am I too banged up to wrestle or am I, am I hurt or am I injured? And I think he's, he was kind of saying he was hurt in the beginning and letting him rest. And now, now it's thinking, you know, he's got to say to himself, am I hurt? And can I wrestle through this for, you know, the next couple of months, do I need a couple of months rest? And then am I coming back or am I fine? And, you know, I just got tired and, you know, I wrestled poor, you know, that's gotta be where Jackson's at, but Jackson's probably one of the most talented guys uh, in our room, if not the most talented. I mean, the dude can throw the whole, you know, everything but the kitchen sink at you, right? He's got yeah. everything. He can score from anywhere. Uh, I think he got a little tired there. I, I think he was thinking about, uh, you know, if he's hurt or whatnot, but Jackson's tough. And, you know, if, if he is hurt, like you said, Connor O'Neill, uh, the next guy up, right. Connor's super tough. Uh, one of those dudes who, who he's really funny, makes you laugh, works really hard, but he's another young guy in the lineup. Who's got to just believe that he belongs to be there, you know? And I think that's where Connor's at. He's been wrestling well, one and one the, the past two weekends. Uh, but he's good, man. You, you know, they're going to, these guys are going to drop matches and then they're going to win some big matches. So it's all about, you know, staying the course and having that short-term memory when things don't go your way. And he's another guy who, you know, he's just got to believe that he belongs. Uh, I agree, man. And then these last three weights for Rutgers, man, I'm excited for these dual meets because coming, coming in the backside, we got some hammers coming in. I mean, you know, Paz, uh, uh, Bullzak, and then you got, um, you got um, Boone, you know, but these guys are just hammers, man. They're good. They're exciting. They're scorers. They're not going to, uh, you know, they're, they're going to score points. They're going to get it done. What, what are your thoughts about Rutgers up top? Uh, we're good, man. We're really good up top. Uh, obviously, John Paz, people got to see it last year. The kid's a stud. Uh, he's just a hammer. One of the nicest kids I've ever met. Super hard worker. Does everything right. Every little thing. Lives a great lifestyle. Um, he didn't get he, the memo. He didn't get the memo that your freshman year you're supposed to struggle a bit. You know, <laughs> this guy no, came in and just smart wrestling the whole way through. Got it done. Right. Yeah, he he came uh, he came ready to go right off yeah. the gate. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's he's good. And, you know, he'll find himself, uh, you know, in that same situation he was last year, you know, mm -hmm. national semifinals, overtime. He's going to be there again uh, and again and again. I mean, he's he's tough. He's really good. Uh, and then Greg Bullsack, man, what a what a blessing that he transferred to Rutgers because he is as tough as they come. Uh, he's good. We needed a, we needed a really good 97 and he filled that. And I don't think you can ask for more from him right now. I mean, he's going out there, he's getting to his offense, getting on top, a complete stud with legs in. He cranks that power out. You have no choice but to go over. I felt it, you know, yeah. he's, uh, he's good. Mm -hmm. And not only is he freakishly strong, 
He's super flexible. So those, you know, guys who are bulky and muscular like that usually are boxy. He's real loose and limber. And, uh, man, I'm probably the most excited to see how he does as the season goes along and as we get into the Big Ten season and he starts seeing some really good guys. Because uh, he's always been, like, I think, like a top 15 type of guy. Hasn't cracked through yet. Hasn't broken through. Hasn't gotten that huge defining win that like really makes you believe, man, I'm one of the best guys in the country. And I, I think he's going to get a couple of those this year. Yeah, so the big dog too. That's a throwback to the 1998 uh, poster running with the big dogs, baby. Yeah. He got that dog hanging out. I saw the, the little uh, promo they cut. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. You know, yeah. he would have fit right in that poster, man. We would have loved him. Yeah. And then uh, last, but certainly not least, uh, you got Boone, and I think for a while, Rutgers has been looking for that that heavyweight who's going to excite people again. You know, we had Billy Smith for, for five years and for four years, and he was he was awesome and, and such a stud and such a hard, hard worker. And Boone's kind of the same way, but he's just not a Jersey guy. He's from Iowa, and he's a little different, and he's funny. He's a character. He's good up top. He's, uh, he's athletic, and he can wrestle like a lightweight. And... I'm excited for him too, because, you know, coming from Juco, uh, Juco national champ and coming into the season uh, last year, kind of figuring out how, how it's different, you know, Juco is a, is a different level than, you know, D one big 10. And I think he figured that out and he put a lot of time in this summer. He got a lot better uh, in areas that he wasn't great at. And he's good. We've got a good heavyweight. We're good up top, man. Those last three, uh, those last three are good. They're hammers, man. I'm, I'm excited. And he has those throws, man, that, that rack's going to be going crazy, man. Um, he hit that one, uh, and, uh, the first quad, you know, wasn't the same excitement as a big 10 duel, but I yeah. think you're going to see some fireworks when he, when he hits that throws, uh, against these big 10 teams and the place is packed. We're going to love it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good performance overall for Rutgers. I think we're starting out 6-0, and ready to get into uh, next going to the Prudential Center. We got a couple matches there and then getting to, to Midlands and then the Big Ten schedule, man. We're, we're, I'm fired up. Yeah, we're, it's going to be an exciting season. This team's young. I think since I've been a, a part of Rutgers, which is, you know, like eight years now, been around, this is probably the most talented team that I, that I think we've had in a long time uh, in terms of like wrestling talent, just pure wrestling talent. These guys are talented. They're really good at wrestling. And I think for a lot of them, they just got to, you know, believe that they're talented and believe that, you know, the work they put in, in that room uh, is going to translate to, you know, to the match. And I think right now we're struggling a little bit there, but these guys are good and, and we've got a great staff over there. They've got great teammates and they'll figure it out. And, and it's going to be an exciting year. We're going to beat some really good teams this year. Nice, man. Nice. All right. So let's go to the, the other big match of the weekend. Um, Bergen Catholic, uh, the biggest, biggest match of the, the weekend that came out. Uh, Shane Griffith, the Stanford, to, won the NCAAs. It was an eight seed. I think people thought he was more than an eight seed. Uh, people weren't, not many people had him pencil in to win it, though. This was his return to show that, that you know, that wasn't a fluke. He's here. He gets a tough uh, Travis Whitlake from Oklahoma State, couple-time All-American. I believe Whitlake's ranked six now. Mm-hmm. 4-0 win, looked very dominant. What were your thoughts on that match? Uh, Shane Griffith, that's my guy, one of my really good friends. And uh, I, 
I knew I knew going into this match, you know, that you know he was the national champ. Like that was not a fluke. That wasn't like this whole save Stanford wrestling, like, you know, people behind him, like, you know, Cinderella story. Like, no, that kid's been good forever since he was like a little guy. He's been good. He's always good. Uh, and I think this match with Will like just kind of proved it. And I don't know if Shane is uh, like the best wrestler, you know, out of, you know, all the national champs and stuff, however you want to put that, but he's probably the smartest wrestler like I've ever seen. Like he's just, he's so tactical when he's out there, like that first period, zero, zero, but you could tell everything went Shane's way. Whitlake gets in really deep, can't finish. And Shane is just so dang smart. His wrestling IQ is through the roof and he just knows how to win. He's a winner. It's not always going to be big points. He's not going to put up big points. That's not a style, but you know, that was one of the most dominating 4-0 wins you could you could ever ask for. You could ever I, win. It. He's learning that Stanford, man, a smart school, man. Unlike Rutgers, man. I I, I got into Rutgers. So uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's doing good over there. Um, so we talked about it earlier. You're coaching these these kids that are red shirt and uh Bearcat open, big win by um Anthony. Um, Anthony White uh, at the Bearcat. Uh, I'll tell you a little history. That wasn't always the Bearcat. Back in the 90s, that was the Oklahoma gold for a while. <laughs> Oklahoma used to come out to middle of nowhere in Binghamton, New York. You know, we, we would go to the middle of nowhere and there's a tournament with Oklahoma out there. And they were ranked top five in the country back then. It was a little bit of a weird thing. Now yeah. it's the Bearcat open. Uh, why don't you tell us about Anthony White's performance there, get, getting that gold uh anthony white uh he was just firing on all cylinders uh yesterday he just uh he's he's so good man and and he's a guy who kind of came on late in his career in high school you know well took fourth in stages junior year uh fourth at super 32 his senior year wins a state title um you know and that's i guess that's kind of coming on late especially for you know we're in the big 10 now and we're starting to yep. get some big names and wasn't a blue chip you know wasn't it wasn't yeah. a little under the radar a bit you know no one was saying like wow Rutgers got anthony white was a good good wrestler but he wasn't he wasn't one of the names that people were very high on i think they found a diamond in the rough there if you want to call it that still you know state champ fourth and super yeah. it's still pretty good but um yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna um do some damage here. I yeah, he just he looks like when he's competing, like he's not a, a true freshman right now. He looks like a a guy who's been through it, who's been around and just the way he's moving his hands and feet together and creating motion and faking and snapping and he just he just looks uh like he's been like he's been through it before and this isn't his first rodeo and I'm excited. He's a super humble kid really nice kid. Uh, he's got that tiger style in him, right? We've had some pretty good South Plainfield guys come through this program. Yeah. Uh, we found another one who's really good, good. and I'm excited to, to keep, uh, keep this winning streak with him. And we had, uh, we were at East Strasburg the week before, and we had two champs there with, uh, Nico Colucci and, uh, Joey Oliveri, Joey Oliveri, another freshman who's super impressive, just a, just a tough kid, man. Just, mm -hmm. uh, he's got a lot of areas to improve on but he's winning opens and he's competing hard and he's beaten uh division one starters left and right uh, this past weekend. And he's going to, he's going to be another guy in the future, him and white are. Uh, well, I'm excited yeah. for him. Cause I'll tell you, one of my favorite Rutgers wrestlers was Anthony Oliveri. You know, they, you know, most people don't respect that. They would send him out yeah. against everybody. Uh, you know, all the, I think yeah. one, there was a stretch there. He wrestled like, I think, uh, 
like four guys in the top six. Arenelli, Evan Wick, Michael <laughs> Kemmerer. And he did well. He wasn't like you. He laid down, man. He looked good. Oh, against him. so yeah. Ao, uh, Ao. That's what we call Anthony Oliveri, man. Ao is one of my close friends, uh, and he's just a tough dude. And he was one of the most coachable kids you'll ever meet. You know, coach was like, "Hey, you're weighing in at 184 today. You got the number four rank in the country." Yep. Yeah, he was it, going up weights. Yeah. yeah, and they were just like, hey, you, you got to do your job, right? And That's your job cool. was to, you know, his job at that point, you're, you're asking a lot of that guy is, hey, don't give up bonus. And, and that's what he did, man. He, he wouldn't give up bonus. He was stingy. He was tough. And uh, he was very underappreciated, I think, to Rutgers, you know, Rutgers faithful. But to, to our wrestling program and our coaching staff and our teammates, we loved him, man. He was uh, everything you could ask for in a good teammate. Yeah, they're, they're the casuals, man. The hardcores loved them, man. The hardcores yeah. loved them. The casuals Absolutely. Didn't, know, didn't know what was going on. But, um, yeah, I, I say you, you get a van, dude. Get these guys out to Chicago in, in four weeks, man. Midlands, get it done. Yeah, we're, we're trying. I, I know uh, Midlands is only letting us send our 10 starters this year. We didn't, we're not getting the extra guys. So uh, there are some plans in the works right now. I mean, we've got, you know, we'll be at uh, Millersville this weekend, Shorty Hitchcock. Uh, some guys are talking to a two-time uh, Shorty Hitchcock champion right now. I'm, I'm a one-time champion. Nice. I'm a one-time. So you got me <laughs> there. Uh, so we'll send some guys there. We'll send some guys to the Navy Classic this weekend, and then uh, I think there's about three more opens on our like unofficial schedule for for our red shirts yeah. and backups, and then uh, trying to work out you know a couple bigger tournaments. But we'll see if we can get them in. But uh. I'm excited, man. I love coaching these dudes up. It's fun. I get fired up and I, and I'm kind of young, so it, it's cool for me. Last week I was coaching against like Kyle Dake is in the corner of some of these Cornell guys. Nice, and it's like, you know, Cody Sanderson's in the corner of a couple of Penn state guys. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm kind of in this right now. I'm really doing it. Nice. So, it's cool, it's man. Fun. It's a good time. Get these guys their reps, man. They need to make use of that red shirt year or that, um, you know, their backup. They need to get that mat time. And and especially at that level, you need to figure yeah. it out. After you, you've been in the system for a while, it's okay to take, you know, I think people are getting smarter about that too. Give people some time off and time to rest and not yes. send them out there every time. But when you're first getting into the, the college swing of things, you need to get those get those matches in and, and you either win or you learn, right? You figure yeah. that stuff out, make that mistakes at East Stroudsburg, the Navy classic. So when you're in yeah. the 10 championships, I, you're getting it done. I tell these guys, uh, you know, Anthony White got, he got pinned at the East Stroudsburg open in the semis uh, pretty fast. Someone upper body caught him on his back and he came off. He was pretty okay, but I just kind of told him like, Hey, rather it happen in East Stroudsburg than, you know, in front of 8,000 fans, uh, at the Jersey Mike's arena. So he's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, Hey, this is this whole year for us is about developing, having fun, getting our reps in and winning. Right. But if we don't win, it's not the end of the world because it doesn't matter right now. So we're just getting better right now. And, and I think these got these young guys are really buying into that already kind of the no pressure when they're competing right now and just have fun and, and do what you love to do, man. Just wrestle. Let's have fun. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we got a, a question that came in from our fans. Uh, this one's from uh, Pat Pollard. Uh, it says uh, questions around uh, 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 Kayano Hamilton. I think I'm Keontae. 
Keontae Hamilton. I need to get his name right. Don't tell him yep. I said that. He I will not. Like he's a guy that could uh, take me behind the woodshed right now. <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. But the questions around: Can he uh, balance football and wrestling at the same time? What are your What are your thoughts about that? Two probably the two toughest sports in D one, I think. Right. So, what are yeah. your thoughts? I, I think he can do it, right? I, I say, why not? Um, you know, I remember a couple couple years ago, this is, my, I think, my first year at Rutgers. A uh, dude by the name of Spencer Myers was a heavyweight of Maryland, played football and wrestled. And he was a starter in football, played, uh, played football really through the first half of the wrestling season. And then second half of the season came around, football was over. He was, uh, he was wrestling. And I, and I want to say... Don't don't take me uh, don't take me too too serious here. I think Spencer was an All American or at least you know round the twelve blood round type of kid. And then I think two or three years ago you got Josh Hokett from Fresno State, who yep. was a fullback running back for Fresno State and mm-hmm. was an All American for Fresno State wrestling. So it can be done. Guys, do it. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Oh, Both of the sports oh. are, are hard, as you just said, hard enough on them by themselves. So now he's got a balance too. Yeah, I think uh, if Coach Godot and, and Coach Shiano work together and kind of maybe figure out a plan for him in the offseason, hey, what's he going to do these days of the week and what's he going to do during this time? And we get him second half. Uh, yeah, I think we'll figure it out. I know I know. right now he wants to wrestle, man, but he's yeah. starting. He's a yeah. freshman starting football at the end right now. Yeah. So who knows, man? This kid That's might be a little in the bit NFL of a challenge here. when they get really good at football. It's like, hey, you're going to be signing that big contract in four years. Yeah. But I definitely would love to see it. I know, um, you know, right, right at the beginning of the show, we talked about Antonio Gray. He did it for a year. I think it was a sophomore. It took fourth in the NCAAs and played football for Boston College. So there's some examples. Rutgers had a couple guys, um, you know, back in my day, uh, one year heavyweight Tom Pecco played football, was close to it, should have been, he would have, should have been a national qualifier. We got screwed back in those days. EIWA gave us like only a couple bids, but took like third or fourth in the EIWA, just lost a uh, a match in the semis, very close, but ended up having bone spurs his senior year, so couldn't come back. So he did it. Ramel Meekings had a had, was a solid uh, starter for Rutgers. Um, you know, also I remember Doug Eastlick, Virginia Tech fame. Um, he's really the guy. He really won the Heisman. Michael Vick was you know going behind him. He, he wrestled for a year at Virginia Tech too, and ended up playing for the Dolphins and the Bengals. So can be done. Is it yeah. easy? Hell no. That has to be tough. You know, I know after wrestling season, I'm, I was pretty beat, you know, but Hey, I'd love to see it. I think he um, has that uh, ability and would love to see him in there as, as, as a heavyweight in, in some uh, capacity as well. Yeah. I'm hoping, man. I hope we uh, figure it out. I know the plan is right now for him to wrestle. He gets a week off after football and then he's going to come right into the room. That's the plan. We'll see if it, uh, if it holds up, but you know, whatever he does, uh, he's going to be successful, whether it's just football, whether it's maybe just wrestling or both the kids, kids going to have success. He's, he's tough. All right. Good stuff, Jordan. Uh, great having you on, man. I'm hearing the music. Hey, hey guys. I. Uh, you know, follow us. We just got on Facebook and the Instagram, man. We're, we're blowing up. Get, get on there. Follow us. we got some cool memes out there you're going to like. Uh, check that out. Follow us on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts going. 
We'll check you out. We'll, we'll, we'll see you next time. Relentless Pursuit. Yep. Thanks for having me, man. This was awesome.